Hey, Ms. Bahak here, and I'm really excited to share this idea with you that I have been experimenting myself on my own podcast and also with a couple of my clients that were really excited to this idea, open to this idea. And so I wanted to bring it to you now that I've come to this conclusion. I read about three books that kind of made this come to light for me, and I spent about a week and a half really like marinating on it, toying with these ideas. And I'll tell you one of the stories that really was the game changer for me. I was reading Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. I've read that book seven years ago, but I always come back to it from time to time. I find it useful. There's one story in there where he talks about creating your own show and where he started the, his own Marketing Secrets podcast, where he basically recorded every single day on his 10-minute commute. The reason that he chose a podcast for building his own show was because he could do it on his commute. He could do it in 10 minutes. And he knew that if it was going to be any bit more complicated, the production was too much, he was just not going to do it as often as he wanted to. And this was a concept that was crazy because in that 10 minute commute, it became such a popular show, it became such a useful show. He was able to fit so much dense information so naturally into 10 minutes just because of practice. He was doing it every day. And I really respected stories when I would hear, oh man, they do a daily show or they write a daily blog. For some reason, I know people post daily on Instagram, but it hits me differently when somebody does something like that because there's something like, oh, this has way less of a chance to be seen. Like Seth Godin blogging every day. Less people are going to go see that than Instagram. And so there's something to it that was, oh, they're doing it for themselves also. Podcasting is similar for me where I dream of doing that daily style, right? And so I finally thought to myself, like, why is it that I can't do that? And why is it also that Instagram is the only place where we think about that, like short form stuff or tweets, right? Putting out daily things. But what does it look like to share daily, to create daily in the podcasting format? Because it traditionally it's weekly, right? I mean, I started in 2016, I've been consuming podcasts since probably 2013. And weekly or maybe twice a week at most has been the format, right? Some people took a daily or three times a week type approach to it, which is awesome. But as I thought about this, I came to the conclusion that it was the element of video and this greed that I had to squeeze everything out of this one attempt, this one piece of content, this one recording session. I want the video version, long form, and I want to be able to make short form clips out of the same thing. And that desire overcomplicated the production. It is more for a lot of people to sit down and do this on camera. You're a little bit different. You're not able to tap into the same intimacy that you have when there's audio only. And the reason is because the video is so attractive, right? It does give you so much freaking reach compared to audio only. But then I thought to myself, the reason this usually is because you're publishing only once a week or twice a week at most on podcasts anyway. So of course, the reach is going to be a little bit more limited. But what happens if you create daily? What would the production have to look like? And then I thought to myself, audio only. It has to be audio only. I have to be able to sit here at 11 o'clock at night and, you know, about to wrap things up. I've done a lot of stuff for the day, but I can still turn this on and record something for 10 minutes and feel really excited about it versus, all right, 
let's pump myself up beyond for the video a little bit, right? Because it just feels a little bit more permanent or like I'm being observed versus the audio. There's something more special about it, right? It's easier for the person who's making it, but I think from a listenability standpoint, it's also a little bit more accessible. So then I went right to testing this, right? Because I was like, okay, if it's audio only, then that's the first part where I solve most of the complication here. The second part is overproduction or messing up or making the things too long where it's 30 minutes, 40 minutes on one episode, and I flubbed 15 times, that's going to slow down and bog down my production versus if I am able to do a 10 minute thing and I have a, the same song I use at the beginning, at the end, every time, and I do tighten things up. I remove filler words and shorten word gaps and polish, but the need for it is less, right? More of the focus is on generating ideas, exploring them, being curious about them. And I find that the reason that this recommendation worked for Russell Brunson, he made this recommendation to everybody. He said that would attend his stuff where it's like, you have to commit to doing a daily show somewhere, whether it's YouTube, you do podcasts, you do that. And podcasts are just the easiest place to do that for most people. Because the I found the people who don't want to be like, oh, I'm on social media and on a loudspeaker in the center of attention right at first. Like you want to build, build in public, but also build quietly versus loudly. YouTube and podcasts and blogging, those long form mediums are the way. And I find podcasting is right in the middle of blogging and YouTube because you can still write and a blog you can take and speak it out and make it conversational and do a quick podcast episode. So then I went right to recording on a Sunday. My fiance was away and I was like, you know what? Let me see if before she gets home, I can record eight podcasts for the week. So in my mind, I was like, okay, daily. Yes, I know daily could be every single day. But for me, daily just means more than two times, three times a week, the traditional podcasting frequency that everybody else is doing. So I thought, okay, daily podcasting really means like Monday through Friday, right? Like you're on workday, Monday through Friday, for example, people are mostly listening on those days as well. You can take a break Saturday, Sunday, or catch up on production, recording, things of that nature. So Monday through Friday, five times a week, right? You're doing even six, right? Monday through Saturday. So me having eight recordings gives me a few into the next week to where it gives me up until the next Monday or Tuesday to finish up the recordings for the next week. And I timed every single recording. Like I track my, all my, everything I do for work in a tra time tracking sheet, a notion template, which by the way, has been popular. And you can check out the download, free download in the description below. But I find it particularly helpful when you're recording content, trying to optimize time. Like why did this recording take me 50 minutes? Why did I flub this so many times? The ideas weren't clear. I wasn't, I didn't have what I really wanted to say in mind. You learn from that when you see your time stamps in that way, at least for me. So I did the time stamps for every single episode for all eight of those. The time that it actually took to record all of this was four hours and 55 minutes. So it was just under five hours. And I will be honest, I messed up. I thought about the titles. That was the other thing, crafting titles, thinking about what thing I wanted to talk about. I included that time in the recording time. I took multiple attempts sometimes. And then I found a groove. I got faster as I went on. Now, this does not include the time it took for editing it afterwards, right? But it was pretty encouraging that, hey, for the whole week, if I really wanted, like I got this done in under five hours and I easily spend 45 minutes on an Instagram post, even if it's already done and everything. And then 
it's just like the captions, the publishing, the all everywhere doing all that stuff takes an hour a day at least, right? So if you span that out, it's the same time investment. But to me, there feels like there's a little more ROI in that daily podcast that I would have done Monday through Friday than the Instagram post versus so before I was doing the Instagram post prioritizing that now prioritizing the daily podcast. And then it's like Instagram, if I get to it, I get to it just because I've just noticed more is coming from the pod anyways, and has prehistorically. So relative to my Instagram, so doubling down on that. And there is oddly this desire for creating in that format as well and sharing in that format. I had a cybersecurity client who wants to do these types of episodes often where it doesn't need to just be this high production show. It can be just a way for you to share daily and contribute daily to this community, to the person that you want to help, right? And eventually those things for me specifically lead to products and services and people do sign up for those things, right? They go, oh, how, what else does he do? How can I support that? But I'm working on this with a client who's like in real estate, he owns like a building. It's got 10, 15 businesses inside. And he's a very impressive dude, owns a bunch of other businesses, gyms, grocery stores, things like that. He's been in the military and he is the nicest guy. And I told him that three times per week is the minimum, right? So if we, the daily is three times per week, at least five times per week is the sweet spot. And then if you can really do it and you want to do it, you're open to it seven times per week is really all right. That's like where you're really killing it and squeezing the juice out of the podcasting platform because it's like we spend all this time. I thought about this so much where it's like we spend all this time trying to go gather people on Instagram or on YouTube and all these other places. And it's nice because you're you are getting access to new people. But there's something about there's already so many people there in the podcasting world, right? And the reason we're just not getting access to them is because when you watch the analytics of any new show for the first six months to a year, if you publish it just once a week or you miss a couple of weeks, it's not consistent. It's not going to give you those bumps just the way Instagram wouldn't and these other platforms wouldn't. If you're not using it consistently, they don't have incentive to push it to you. There are top episodes that get downloads over and over, but the way that you take control of that is you drive up your frequency to where it's undeniable. Like you will get more downloads per day. And at a certain point, it all compounds, right? Where it's really not even just about the downloads, but anybody who tunes in, it's the respect they have where it's, oh, this person publishes so often, like I, I can expect to get new, fresh things related to this. And you can hit the 100 to 200 episode mark, obviously two to three times faster. If you just did one episode a week, I find it would take me just one year to hit 52 episodes. And a lot of people don't take you seriously or even come on your show until you've hit 100. So the way to get there faster if you doubled it up, you did twice a week. The way I found most of my clients, they couldn't make that jump or that switch. It was because the production part was too complicated. The middle ground here, I use this with Trainers Lab because we do daily on Monday through Friday there as well. But we do episodes weekly where we record 30 minute episodes. It's a video as well. We put that part on YouTube. But any of the solo ones in the between time, Blake, my co-host, he records three episodes that he'll send me at the beginning of the week that are him exploring his topics related to what both discussing at his own angle. And then I do three as well. So now we've got a week that's full of us together. Then we've got us individually. And it's almost like a radio show where every day you can expect something about the show is about dissecting the elements of accelerated remote coaching career. So it's like for fitness coaches, how do you make that jump from in-person to hybrid or remote? And how do you do it quickly? 
I know it felt like forever for me, but doing it in one year to three years, what's that look like? What are the levers that you can pull? So us doing it weekly was cool. But the second we started doing it daily, there was all of a sudden all this feedback, like people started coming out of the woodwork who we didn't expect that were listening. It's like, oh, dude, that that book was really good that you recommended. Is it, it, should I get it? I was thinking about getting it. And it started these conversations where we're like, all we did was curate a bit in that episode in this category. There's a lot of other things, stories and data and experiences we're sharing. But some of the most resonating episodes have been like stories and simply curating some of the things that we're paying attention to and sharing. Like people don't have the time to keep up with all of the technology and tech that's happening that you can use for fitness and coaching and health and in that world, right? But them knowing, okay, Mizba is a nerd for this stuff. He uses ChatGPT. He does all this stuff. I don't use it, but like I can get the lowdown from listening to Trainers Lab. Mizba is definitely going to nerd out about that stuff, right? So the whole Google score in blogging world or SEO that I think you can carry over here. It's like EAT, expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. The New York Times is more trusted just because there's more people pointing to it and stuff than a fresh blog that just pops up. So the other way that they're trusted is a volume, right? It's not just people linking, but they have so much volume. It's like hundreds of articles probably being published a day at this point, right? But it's like the way to control my luck, it felt, was volume. And I wanted to do it with daily podcasting. I'm having a lot of fun doing it, even editing it, I will say, without involving my team or another editor in it, just doing it myself. I wanted to test how long it would take to edit each episode. So I secretly root for audio only shows because like my first show is audio only. That helped me get so many of my dream things. The second show that I started with my boss that is turned into video, but we did that even when we did that, like most people still listen to audio. Now that show that's still going, it, it is video as well. But like the success really happened with audio only. And I feel like it deserves more respect. And the way we do that is by being a little less greedy and okay with less, at least with me. I have to be okay with like, all right, this might not get as much reach, but there's some things I can talk about with audio only feels like that are just more accessible or easy than when I turn the camera on. I'll tell you the next way that daily podcasting is wildly helpful for the other content that you want to make as well. Not just for publishing this on my podcast, but like the episodes that I actually took a shot at recording were tutorials for YouTube and things that I wanted to make eventually. So one of them was like, I wanted to do a comparison between Loom versus Descript when it comes to screen recording tool, right? Now, me doing that on video, hopping on cold, it would take me too long to probably get it right. I'll be hopping on video, talking it out, doing it real quick. It was like, yes, maybe it was a little bit all over the place, but it wasn't as much. It sounded natural. And it gave me a lot of clarity right after I hit stop recording. Where I was like, oh, that's what I have to focus on when I get on video to do the YouTube video. So then I go to record the YouTube video. And this time it's way faster, way clearer. I have a script where it's like, if I wanted, but I didn't have to use it because I already had take one with the audio. But the beautiful part is that is a transcript, right? Especially if you're recording in the script or Riverside, you can have a transcript. So now you've got a guide, a rough script of, okay, here's the video version of that. Now, of course, I'm adding the screen recording element and showing actually the different things that I was talking about. Click here, click there. But the audio version even, it gives a chance for me to explore and talk out 
the comparison between these two softwares. And it allows me to then make the video version. And when I do, I always go back and update the description for the podcast, which is like video version, semicolon, and people can click through and there's now traffic to that YouTube video. If somebody really wants access to the video version, but flipping the concept around a bit where it's podcast is primary, audio is the primary one, right? And then video is like special. So when I make clips out of that, or when I record or sort of release the video full episode of something, it's like, that's more of a special moment versus just a base requirement, which it does feel like in the podcasting landscape in 2023, you got to have video. And if you don't, you're just leaving so much money and views and attention on the table. You are, but trusting, I found the platform and the medium, there's magic to it that when you say, okay, I'm only going to do this week to week, trusting in that magic for audio only feels harder. You're like, man, it's going to take me two years before I get really good at this. But when you have a system that is daily, that feels like you are building and learning and exploring in public and the medium itself is forgiving for that, like it welcomes that type of exploration versus just sometimes the nature of Twitter or Instagram. It's a little bit more take a stance, right? Ruffle up some feathers, right? And we'll reward you for that. I found that people who like to play the game of providing context, telling stories, being able to explore at the same time topics they're interested in while helping the younger version of themselves or whoever that target listener is, this daily idea of podcasting is a fantastic form of creating consistently because at the end of the day, creating content in some format has to be done. If you have a product or service or you're operating business online nowadays, even offline, right? Making some kind of content, but it doesn't have to be endless. It doesn't have to be just Instagram. It doesn't have to be always Twitter, the next best thing. It can be starting with what you like and what gives you energy. And I find that especially if you're a little bit introverted or you know, you're resistant to being on camera right away. Like the audio only solution is a game changer because even writing for some people feels like there's, ah, man, I'm sitting too much with my thoughts and I can't, it feels very formal. I need to fill this blank page versus we can all speak. When you turn this thing on, it's like, Hey, I can chat about this. I can talk to myself. And that's the barrier. Then it's like getting over talking to yourself which is an easier problem to solve, I think, than getting over talking to yourself and staring into a camera and feeling really, okay, I'm being myself here and not just an imposter or acting to be comfortable on video, right? That That's a whole layer that takes time. So the audio only thing, I hope you consider it. I hope it was useful. If you need help with production, definitely check out podmahal.com or the links in the description below. I'd love to help you out, but I appreciate your time considering this idea. Definitely let me know if you have any questions at all. I'd love to help you. And I will see you next time.